Welcome to Living Goddess with Shamali God Arda. Listen in for goddess mythology, wisdom teachings, and intimate sharings from her daily practice and contemplations. Shamali illuminates the Shakti keys stitched into the fabric of our daily lives and inspires us to reclaim a pulsating intimacy with Source and revive our spiritual lineage rooted in the living goddess. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Gather around. I have lit a fire. There's a seat for you here. Yes, yes, yes. Let's pause and reflect upon life and death and living goddess. I have lit a candle. I light this candle in the beginning of every gathering. I light this candle in the beginning of every day. And this candle symbolizes the one source that we all arise out of and dissolve back into. It symbolizes that light that cannot die, that has stayed, that has stayed lit through so many times of darkness and horror. It's the light that has been guarded throughout the ages, the light that is reaching us from within our own hearts and that we again are called to guard for the generations to come. And these days as I light the candle in the morning it's still dark outside and everything is quiet. My heart reaches towards the people in Gaza and Israel who are experiencing such horrendous uh, pain and loss and fear right now. And I chant the names of the goddess. I chant the words of peace. I send the warmth of the light and the prayers into, into the web that we are all part of that is now operating in such a disharmonious way. In Norse mythology, this web is called Vird, which is another name of the goddess, as totality. And Vird is the web of all things, and each one of us have a thread in this web. So when we send prayers, we are sending the frequencies of prayers into the web. If we send hatred and conflict, we send those frequencies into the web and that creates our reality. Every action we do or don't do influences the web and the web influences us. For me, the study of goddess mythology is an awakening an initiation into virid consciousness where gradually my sense of self is more expanded and more awake to both the thread and the tapestry 
at the same time. And this brings me to a landscape that I would like to explore with you today, which is about this particular seat that I am in and millions of people around the world are in right now, where we have our lives, our immediate surroundings, the beauty and the challenges of here and now. And at the same time, we have information coming in from afar through our screens into our living rooms, into our bedrooms, into our bodies, into our nervous systems. And we are holding our immediate surroundings, we are holding this information and we are holding the mobilization from within a longing to contribute and alleviate suffering. And we are holding a vision in our hearts for a future that is different than this, that is rooted in a reciprocity and honor of earth and all beings here. And I'm bringing in the virid here like a mirror for us to just remember our capacity to hold complexities that our consciousness is both the thread and the tapestry at the same time and um, virid consciousness is a uh, is the freedom from from binary thinking which the brain always want to do but it's not always beneficial for us, and especially in situations that are more multifaceted. It's not so either or. It's not so linear in nature. And it also requires for us to engage in a more multifaceted way, um, use different dimensions of our beings in order to engage in a beneficial way. I want to bring in a story into this landscape. And this story is from the Buddhist tradition and it may give us some guidance of how to stay rooted in the vast capacity of our hearts to engage with suffering and joy at the same time so that we keep contributing into the virid the frequencies of what we want to create and at the same time staying engaged with what is already happening in Vered so that we don't numb and compromise our humanity and uh, stifle our compassion This story is from the Buddhist tradition and it is a story about the Buddha of compassion. 
And it is said that the Buddha of compassion, he is uh, praying, he is doing such a cosmic healing work, purifying, alleviating suffering, pouring in medicine into this world. And he's doing this for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And it is said that one day, he, he breaks down, he looks into the human realm and see that after all of this, these years, humans are still choosing conflict and hatred. And his heart breaks open in bottomless grief. And out of his eyes, his whole heart just melts and floods out of his eyes. And it is said that out of this heartbreak, this unbearable grief, one tear crystallizes into a goddess, the white Tara, goddess of unconditional love, divine mother of compassion. And out of his other eye, another tear crystallizes into the green Tara, the guardian mother, the goddess of fearlessness and protection, the goddess of enlightened action. So here we have the grieving, heartbroken Buddha. And we have the Divine Mother, White Tara. And we have the Guardian Mother, Mother of Enlightened Action, the Green Tara. And we're going to bring all of this into the contemplation of embodied mythology, how this myth and these three gestalts are blueprints that we can recognize within ourselves. And I will also bring in another dimension in a moment. So for the sake of this contemplation, I invite you to place yourself in the seat of the grieving Buddha and just find in yourself just that place of heartbreak and hopelessness that you may have been touching into in different times in your lives and many of us are very awake to that, that um, those feelings right now facing the situation in the world. So placing ourselves in the seat of the heartbroken Buddha, we see first here uh, the first Shakti key, the key for us, a portal into deeper connection. And this key is his grief. So we see here in the myth that what allows for these goddesses to come into form 
is his broken heart. And this is a it's a it's a potent mirror for us as we are so often scrambling to find ways to cope, ways to stay afloat. And we'd find this kind of spiritual idea here, or no, I'm gonna just focus on the light, or I'm like we are scrambling to find ways to cope, or we go into fierce reactivity and you know, many are engaging in lots of fighting online and there's just all just different ways for us to avoid to just fall into the grief of it all. And naturally so, because we assume that if we actually allow us ourselves to feel in those depths, we will drown in sorrow and hopelessness, like the Buddha. But we see here from this myth that there is a that it is this falling apart, this allowing to feel the grief, to come into the isness of things, which allows the divine to come through. When we stop pretending, when we stop grasping, we allow for something else to come through. It can feel as if we are giving up, but in one way we are only giving up resistance to what wants to come through us and can only come through us when we lose the grip. Like Leonard Cohen says in his song, you lose the grip and then you slip into the masterpiece. And oftentimes to fall into this deeper, raw potency of connection is through the feeling we most want to avoid. So to allow ourselves to feel is to allow ourselves to be less opaque so something else can come through. So feeling into that seat of the Buddha, the grieving Buddha, we're also going to bring in the mother of the Buddha, Prajnaparamita. She's called the mother of all Buddhas. So she's the source of Buddhahood. She's the source of Buddha. She's source of us all. She's the formlessness behind all form. She's called the womb of the world. And um, she is right here, right now. She is the awareness itself. And in in the in Paramita Shakti, she is um, the awareness has a warmth to it. It's like a motherly warmth. She's like the sky, and she is that which allows you to hear these words right now. She is that awareness that allows you to to feel your grief and your resistance to grief. Is you, it's the awareness that allows you to, to take in information 
and to observe how you cope with it. It's that space. It's that silence between the words. It's that stillness between the movement. It's that space which allows you to have more choice. And in many traditional spiritual practices, this awareness is like a backdrop that we access in meditation. For many, in many paths, is kind of the goal of the path that we can access this dimension of ourselves that is vast, connected to all things. But in the goddess path, we practice to receive Prajnaparamita into form. Our practice is a practice of embodied spirituality. So we are receiving awareness, we are receiving presence into body, into form, into the heart, into the grief, into all of it. And as she enters into form, she becomes love, loving awareness, entering into form, into the aches, into the limitations, into the joy, into all of it. She becomes love and she becomes this um, a capacity within us to, to meet the most unwanted parts of ourselves and the world without turning away. She becomes White Tara, Divine Mother, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin. She becomes that capacity that allows us to, to meet those most exiled parts of ourselves that were rejected and unwanted, the too much, the too little, the unworthiness, the neediness, the the pain, the grief, all of we we, are, we have that capacity within us when we breathe in loving awareness to those places. We have the capacity to meet it without turning away. And that's what all, everything in the world just wants to be seen and loved. And this is Swaitara, Divine Mother. And this capacity we bring into our own reactivities, our own nervous system, our own responses, and we bring it into the world. It gives us a capacity to face what is happening. And the practice of receiving ourselves and receiving the world, the suffering of the world, is to breathe it, to, to, to allow it to be absorbed into the vastness of the heart, the medicine of Divine Mother. It's like alchemy. Instead of contracting and moving into mental analysis and coping strategies, we, we unclench, we unclench, we receive into our hearts and we discover that our hearts is a vast ocean that the heart has infinite capacity to love and to feel with and we discover that oh I'm not drowning that the heart is also pouring into the virid into the realm of form 
the medicine of compassion through us. And as Prajnaparamita is pouring into our body as loving awareness, becoming Divine Mother Shakti, she also becomes the goddess of enlightened action, of protection, of boundaries, the goddess of fearlessness, the green Tara, the Durga, Freya. Yeah, these goddesses that are love in action. And here we are initiated into, into that knowing that many of us are, are forgotten and are searching for how we can act in the world still rooted in source. Oftentimes we think it's an either or. Either I rest in beingness or when I'm doing, then I'm doing out of just the coping strategies. Then um, when I'm doing, I'm just doing it according to patterns that is kind of decided for me a long time ago. Either for my family or my society. So many of us think that, oh, either, like that my spirituality is somehow in retreat and then I'm back to normal life and I'm just doing my things until I can get to my cushion again. But the green Tara, she's that bridge. She shows us how to act rooted in Prajnaparamita. And again, she's arising out of the willingness to feel. It's not action to avoid feelings. So feeling yourself as as the Buddha with a broken heart, the vastness of Prajnaparamita pouring in through you as she pours into awareness for loving presence entering in, becoming love, infinite capacity to stay present with pain, with suffering, with joy, with sensuality, with ecstasy, with all of it. And then this fierce clarity coming through of how to guard it with all that you have and to act and to set boundaries, to, to set sacred boundaries around the clarity and vision of love, the clarity and vision of your heart, and let your action rise from there. And when you are rooted in this way, it's, an, it's a natural movement to, to speak up, to speak your truth in small or big way, whatever feels right for you. For some, 
those you know those boundaries will be uh, very subtle they will maybe happen in very invisible realms and for some those boundaries will be to uh, you know to to walk up to the president office and tell him to wake up because you are so fiercely guarding love you're so fiercely guarding the truth of your heart the action part is is important and it doesn't mean that all of us are going to walk to the president or not all of us are going to write the speeches or stand on the soapboxes but to do to to act from the wisdom of your heart is essential because if you are not you are numbing you are stifling a natural movement of the heart and you are hindering you are you're not able to guard and protect with sacred boundaries around what what matters the most to your heart and like I mentioned in the beginning, an action can be to pray. An action can be to light a candle. An action can be to, to do something fun with your kids. When that comes out of that deep compassion and deep roots in the wisdom of Prajnaparamita, that is sacred activism. When it comes out of just the numbness of a certain kind of coping thing, it's a, it's the same action. Of course, making fun, you know, doing something fun with your kids, I think, is always beneficial. It was maybe a bad example, but my my point here is that when your action arises out of this alignment with this inner map, I call this map the the three mothers. Yeah. Mother of, mother, the witnessing mother, the, the the divine mother, love of unconditional love, and the guardian mother, and it's these mothers can be awakened within you, and can be channels of how your life force energy moves into into your life through you and into your life, and then when you are doing um, when you are doing something kind for yourself out of this wisdom it can be sacred activism because you're bringing that vibration into the virid as your most potent offering sometimes that's all that's maybe the, the all we can do or maybe you are more resourced and there's like other things that call you, uh, that is calling you, where you are called to contribute. But it is all comes down to your inner alignment. And this map shows us a way of how we can come into that inner alignment and stay open to stay um, you know your heart is always open it's never closed your heart is is openness your heart is vast like the sky 
So all the activities we call the closing our heart or protecting our heart or numbing our heart, all of those are just activities. The heart is always open. Like my teacher, she's always said, you're, you don't have to protect your heart. Your heart is the protection. So hopefully this, this map can inspire you to navigate through these very, very difficult times that we are in. Navigate and inspire you and support you to stay in the open heart, alive to your beautiful, holy humanity, because that is the vibration that we need for our virid to, to, to be here vibrantly beautiful for our for the generations coming after us complete by reading a poem. This is written by Gina Puora. There are things you can only learn on your knees or in a storm or when the cracks of the foundation of this modern world open a chasm of uncertainty beneath your feet. Your discontent with what has been named normal is both grief and longing for what your mind has forgotten but your body remembers. You can feel it in the way a child's laughter disrupts your commitment to what is appropriate and makes space for foolishness and magic. You can feel it in the way that water has taught you how to be a vessel and how to spill. Can you trace your lineage all the way back to salt? The same that now stains your face with both sadness and laughter excites your tongue and protects your prayers. You are diasporic, ecological, holon, a vast territory of many wild bodies melting into each other, dressed up as human, simultaneously living and dying, shaping and dismantling, filling up and boiling over, ashes to ashes, stardust to bone. What language do you grieve in? What is the mother tongue for that which twists and contorts your body, wringing oceans from your skin. The gravity that pulls you down to your knees, forehead to ground, broken open at the altar of all you lost and how much you loved, can we fall apart together? Make a commitment to search for the truth, but promise to never find it. Let the myths and stories be the cartograph for what is both primordial and brand new because the present moment is promiscuous like that. Compost ourselves down into the dirt beneath the dirt and tend to the ketonic embers that light the ancient fires in our bellies. When the fault lines open and your mind is grasping and you don't know where to go from here, prostrate, trade rapture for rupture, let yourself spill and descend.
Thank you for listening to Living Goddess. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and follow, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.